I do not recommend that to anyone. And just find growth through sacrifice. <laughs> but then on the top of the deck. <laughs> To the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we get into the data and comments that you all gave for Blitz. So let's get into it. Lightning special rule. Hey! Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoilers! <laughs> Let's waste no time and just get right into it. You remember this formula quite well. Doesn't feel good to be back. By we're the back. Way. It's like adversaries, but not with scenarios. Yeah, I guess we're wasting a little bit of time. So. <laughs> Ooh, real quick, if you haven't checked it out, we were on a live stream, and this was yeah, that's true. obviously come out after the live stream. Much. Right? <laughs> Isn't it funny how Blitz Part One was recorded like. <laughs> Four or five weeks ago. <laughs> but we had to wait for comments. We had to wait for stuff. Yep. And it was just funny how things happened. And then the gift card series was like, I'm here. And we're like, ooh. And so like, just, I have to restructure life. Anyway, much like the adversary series, we're going to be looking at the data that we've accumulated from our surveys, both the comments and the data that we got. In this case, it's Blitz. And Blitz is just the kind of scenario that has just a very lighthearted kind of feel like, yeah, it's Blitz. It's Blitz. It's not like some serious crazy thing to get like super in-depth on and whatnot. Heck, when we asked for the survey at the season opener, I was just like, guys, it's it's Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, have fun with it. That's what it's here for. I feel like that's what scenarios are for. Right. For a lot of them. Let's yeah. just have fun. Something different. Have fun. So check us out, I believe, on Handelabra's Twitch or their YouTube. Yeah. And you can I think just... it goes to their YouTube like a few days after. Right. But by this time, it'll be up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time this airs, yeah. Right. So go gotcha. and check us out. I don't want to spoil anything, but we play a tough game against Bramber Prussia. It was a game, yo. <laughs> it was a game. <laughs> one of the games of all time. Yeah, and that, literally one for the books. And trust me, that doesn't mean it was a win. It was just a tough game. It was one for the books. Yes. And in many ways, I was right, okay? <laughs> Ryan. Let me say that. <laughs> Yeah, not just in one way, in multiple ways. <laughs> Maybe we can hash out some other time if you all want to hear about it. But that is now what today is for. And I'm up. buying a new headset. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we say we're going to waste no more time? All right, gonna... let's go. <laughs> Blitz. All right, just like last time, we got a bottom five, a top five, and some fun data on the side. Oh, wait. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff for the bottom five, so we just have a bottom three instead. But hey, you just got to roll the, the punches. The least benefited bottom three. Sure. So for Blitz, this is one of those scenarios where it is not so critically important to know who actually is the quantifiable best and works for this one. So the question that we asked for this one, as you remember, is just, eh, who benefited the most? Eh, who changed the least? Just, eh. Because I don't think anyone's actually struggling with Blitz to the point where they are turning to guides on how to beat Blitz. <laughs> I haven't seen many. <laughs> I don't think you will ever see such a thing. Which is why we didn't ask for like these crazy in-depth things. Because, y'all, it's Blitz. Okay? <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and last time, just like we said with the Adversary series, we have a list of a top five and a bottom five. And when applicable, honorable mentions, if the numbers go that way. In this case, we do have a top five. The bottom five actually was more like a bottom three, but that's just how the numbers came out. Yeah. 
So let's go ahead and see what you all had to say with who changes the least or is just the least benefited with the blitz scenario. Oh, goodness. What is this? A <laughs> six-way tie? Yeah. <laughs> People were undecided. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Every now and then that happens. So in third place with 11%, for the least benefited by the scenario, we have Keeper, Many Mines, oh. Sunshine River. Who? Serpent, mm. Base Shadows, Sadness. and Memory. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Let's go through it. Keeper, I think you can sum this one up in about like a sentence or two. Keeper doesn't really have energy problems. So many minds <laughs> is... <laughs> yeah, many minds, their entire hand save one power. <laughs> is fast. fast. what you get money for. So I don't think mine should be on this. <laughs> they uh, are friggin' rich. <laughs> we'll just ignore like we mines. Before. <laughs> we'll ignore mines. Which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> Sunshine. So Not I real. think many minds is just simply least changed. I think that's just the, the mindset. They get money for the fast. I don't know. They have so yeah. many fast powers. Yeah. But like, think about it. They already have fasts. So, yeah. Yeah. What this does mean, like we said last time, though, is just their second card play track unlock with paying energy to get a power card. It's just going to be happening. Yeah, just go bottom track all the for time sure now. with many minds. So, yeah, play I all your fast, fast yeah. mates. Let's do this. Well, like, look at the people in here. Keeper, they're rich. Many minds, they're already fast. And sure, they can benefit from money, but hey, literally everyone benefits from money. Sunshine River, hey, they can get a lot of energy as well. I'm just happy Sunshine got votes on something. Hey! Because <laughs> they're always forgotten. <laughs> Serpent, sure, they have so many fasts. How many fasts? Literally every single card they have. And they're they just have. a slower spirit, so maybe... Right, but they're not slow in actual card speed. I, yeah, I guess I'm more meant growth, so... Right, it's like a gameplay kind of yeah, speed. Yeah, right? and Blitz is fast. Yep. So Blitz is fast, and they are already pretty good on energy, but here's the cool thing. They don't really get that crazy energy until mid to late game. Yeah. So now you can just be awesome with energy the whole time. <laughs> base Shadows. Base Shadows actually really likes the energy. Yeah, I'm surprised Shadows is on here. I think people just like dog and shadows, so just used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just important to be defined by truth, and they really like that energy. They do like that energy. So I think they're a little bit more changed sure. than that's okay. Shifting memory has a nine energy growth option. <laughs> On to number two. <laughs> Moving on from there. <laughs> we have another tie, this time only with four peeps. With 16% of all the votes, we have Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, Shroud of Silent Mist, Stones Unyielding Defiance, and Base Earth. Okay. Base Earth being consistent with constantly getting raped on these bottom. <laughs> base <laughs> Earth. Base Shadows. Welcome back. Bringer, I think they are changed with Blitz. I think they are benefited because mm -hmm. they do have two fascinates that you can get money from. Yeah. Which is nice. So maybe mm -hmm. we can actually go down that bottom track that no one knows mm -hmm. about. I do think that they benefit from the universal truth of Dahan management and control. Sure. Things are just simply easier to do now. In, in the fast, yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not seeing it, but I don't know. Hey. <laughs> That's okay. Stone doesn't really have energy problems. Yeah, so I can see why now, people would be like, yeah, they don't change much. They don't change much. <laughs> because they're pretty fine and on maybe, energy. Maybe the same with Earth? Yeah, I could see that too. Earth is very solid on the energy. Yeah. And they already have a few fasts, but I think it actually is a very big change that they can now have Draw the Fruitful Earth as well as Rituals of Destruction being fast. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. so nice. It's a nice one-two punch, of course. 
And then there's Mist. I'll let you um, talk. <laughs> <laughs> How about I'll get back to you on that All right, one? How about bag. that? What's the number one least benefited? And at number one, with just the least change, the least benefited, comes Base Lightning at 42%. We had 11%, 16%, and now 42%. What a jump. What a jump. There are two dual truths that are happening here, and I'll say one of them right now. Okay. The least changed, totally see it. Least benefited. Hey, what is Blitz famous for? Fast. Yes, it gives you energy, but it makes you fast. Who can do their entire hand fast? Lightning. Lightning. Yes, I know that many other people have a ton of fasts, like Serpent and Many Minds and Fractured. Yeah. But who is famous for that? It's Lightning. So it makes total sense that we see Lightning here on like the, yeah, they can make their entire hand natively when you are not doing Blitz fast. So since Blitz is doing that for you manually... Yeah, why would you even bother with lightning as far as, ooh, here's a good target for this new special rule that comes in with this scenario. We'll get to the other truths. Yeah, good job talking out of one side of your Later mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the most benefit, you'll be talking out the other side of your mouth. Anyway, so <laughs> on to the top five, where it's a bit more positive, you know, the whole idea. Here we have significantly less ties, and that makes me happy. I hope it does you too. Coming in at fifth place, we have a two-way tie between Fractured Days Split the Sky and Thunderspeaker with 18% of all the votes. People dislike being able to use Manifestation of Power Glory fast. Do you really blame them? <laughs> can you fault them Do you forward? really blame them? <laughs> They're like, I can do that now? Mm-hmm. So I see why... That would be useful. That would be useful. Because remember what we said about, you know, Dahan, Daisy Janes? Who does that and who appreciates that the most? Thunderspeaker. It's Thunderspeaker. For sure. <laughs> what do you think about Fracture being I was here? actually going to ask you that question because you're the one that likes Fractured the most out of our gaming group. I think your opinion on this would be the most salient. Here's my thought. So with Fractured, you get your Days of Never War deck. And in those majors, maybe you get a really powerful slow major mm-hmm. that I can use now mm-hmm. ahead of time. Or I can use a really good fast major for cheaper. Do you think it also means that they oh. slip the flow of time, yeah. they no longer have to use those elements to trigger that specific part of slip the flow of time. Right. And therefore, their build is just a lot more open and flexible. Yeah. And every time you use it, because you can use this power multiple times, you get a discount for that. Thankfully, they're not someone who is, like, ridiculously energy. No. No, you shouldn't stretch. Be. They are time-stretched. Yeah. And this scenario no, yeah. doesn't do anything to help it your time Doesn't discount economy. time. No, yeah. it does not. Coming in in fourth place at 23% is... Shroud of Silent Mist. Weird. So let's (laughs) talk. Mist friggin' loves Blitz. Let's quell any doubts here. Oh, my word, the energy that they get from this is insane. You seem fine in our game. You basically get Boon of Vigor on you every turn. Because you're just simply making energy savings and you're just receiving more energy than you're quote-unquote supposed to have in a normal game. Mm-hmm. I do understand this one sentiment, this question that a player may have, though, with, hey, wait a second, though. Mist has this very proactive slow phase. Definitely. And since there is no more slow phase, how does Mist work? I also had a similar curiosity to that very same question... Once you play as Mist in Blitz, 
on your first or second turn, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, not a problem at all. Oh my word, you literally do the same thing. You just do it earlier because they're still exploring. So you can still scoot right on in with your innates and still kill people and you still have Lance to milk. You seem just, to adjust very fine. And it's a curiosity I think misplayers will have because like the bad guys still function the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, you will click on your first turn, second turn, you'll be like, Oh, this isn't a problem at all. <laughs> yeah, there's like a recentering of the <laughs> because, rules. Because guess what you and also have now? Money! So those awesome powers that you have that you would need to play in order to stay ahead, you can afford mm-hmm. all the time. Do you have a reclaim one on your track? You do. <laughs> so thankfully it is not so bad, like at all. I actually could go on a little bit more on this, just to wax eloquent, but we got a lot to get through here. We do. And I think the and majority people- of what I've said has been covered already. So I'm gonna just move on to number three. Number three, the bronze medalist. Here's a tie, but the last one. <laughs> hey, look who it is. We both, we both like this. At 27%, Base, River, and Sharp Fangs. Look at River being on top five again. Look, <laughs> both of these characters controlling. Yeah. In Sharp Fangs' case, the energy is nice. Like we said, oh, yeah. literally everybody looks at the bonus energy and goes, yeah. Well, as you've said in the past, you can get Ranging Hunt every single turn. But it's control that is, like, amazing here. River's like, oh, geez, like, I can do that fast? Yeah. And Sharp Fangs is like, oh, I can do Terrifying Chase or Teeth Clean from Darkness before Ranging Hunt? Ooh. And then get money for Ranging Hunt every yes. single turn. <laughs> and then get to reclaim. And then a reclaim again. Two yep. reclaims. Who would have thought? <laughs> you will notice, by the way, that anyone who really likes bottom track is going to like Blitz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and anyone who usually doesn't like bottom track can now do bottom and a lot of these spirits are strong bottom tracks. Mm-hmm. River reclaim, fangs reclaim, mist reclaim, <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. With River, I think, like you said, the fast control is awesome. What's really cool is the Flash Floods, which is your most expensive card, with two, now becomes one. And that doesn't seem like a huge difference, but making it half goes a long way, especially when you can just shoot down right, that Because you also track. have ones that are now zeros. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now you have zeros that are negative ones. Mm-hmm. So Boon of Vigor, you can target yourself, and it's actually not mm-hmm. that bad if you target yourself with right. it. So now there are pricier cards that are more valuable because of that reclaim one on your power track. Speaking of power tracks, one thing that people often forget, you shoot to four card plays with River. Mm-hmm. Cool, now I can do max massive flooding every single turn. Mm-hmm. River can get to five card plays. I think people mm-hmm. often don't remember that or don't focus on it. Five card plays is insane, and you are getting energy from River's Bounty when you mm-hmm. make Dahan. You can be getting energy from Boon of Vigor if you target yourself, or just by playing a snake of one so you gain mm. an energy now you can start playing majors with five card plays mm. so river already a strong spirit i yes blitz makes it stronger mm. and i think i'm a little bit close to the mic so i'm gonna lean back a bit <laughs> <laughs> sorry hey everyone editing ryan here I just want to come in here and inform you that this episode was the last episode that was recorded with the previous microphone setup. Therefore, if you are noticing a difference from what you heard last week to this one, it's because this one was recorded before the acquisition of new equipment. Furthermore, to help understand the crazy timeline of things, it is episode 57 that is the very first recording done with the new setup, a setup which we are still very much figuring out and in no way have perfected. So when you eventually get to 57, you'll notice probably the biggest difference in sound levels and the like. 
To bluntly summarize everything I've just said, episodes 55 through 58 are where we acquire, install, and test out a new microphone setup, so that time span will be one of varying audible consistency. We appreciate your patience in the matter. I just wanted to help you understand why the sound varies from one episode to the next. Alright, back to the show. Alright, so, our silver medalist, coming in at 36% of all the votes... You know, I think this is probably a good time to talk about that other thing that we <laughs> mentioned before. That other dual truth. The one of, if a spirit has a lot of fasts already, then they hardly get changed at all. Here's that other side of that coin. That spirit is now going to be friggin' rich. <laughs> so our silver medalist, many mine. <laughs> yeah, do they have the most unchanged like fast powers? Obviously lightning. They can make literally anything. have one. They yeah, have one, one slow. slow. So they have two fast innates and then four fast uniques. And then they have ever multiplying swarm. Which is slow. Which is slow. So, so <laughs> do they need blitz to speed them up? No. no. But what does this mean? It means that many minds can go for majors <laughs> almost ASAP. Yeah. This is probably why they changed the most. Six <laughs> fast powers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're just raking in finder levels of energy yeah. at this point. Insane. <laughs> many minds is broken on this. Right. And in the exact same way, our gold medalist at 40%. That's literally 4% difference, 36% to 40%. Few votes. We can lump them into this conversation, too, because it's lightning again. Fast, fast, <laughs> fast, 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 fast. So, Many Minds was third place for the least change and second place for the most, and lightning was first on both. <laughs> Why? Let's reiterate that dual truth again. They're already blindingly fast, so making them fast has no difference there, but now they are so much richer, mm -hmm. or at least getting a lot of discounts, which changes their gameplay significantly. In Lightning's case, the thing that's so great is it's just like, hey, Raging Storm is actually useful. Now it's two <laughs> instead of three. And you're going to be getting bonus energy from other things. True. So affording two is just simply a lot easier. And with Blitz sending out an extra explorer, now Raging Storm, you can take out multiple explorers. Yeah. There you go. Doink. More targets. More targets. So I have this little rule for myself, which is when it comes to Raging Storm, for me, it is... Are we playing France? <laughs> That's my rule. <laughs> Most efficient and the bang for buck is worth it once I kill at least three or more invaders. Yeah. For me, personally, that's like my personal self-imposed rule where I'm like, okay, now it's worth it if I killed at least three or more. Two explorers, it does feel bad. I feel guilty. Like, oh. However, when it's two energy, oh. that goes to now if I'm killing two invaders or more. Yeah. That little self-imposed rule in my head gets changed to instead of three or more, it's two or more. Mm -hmm. And now that it costs two energy and I have a lot more energy on my plate to work with, it makes it significantly better. Now they still need power cards, of course, but just from the energy things, just like, ah, oh, mm. yeah, yes, they're already fast, so they don't need to go fast on the thought process of, do I benefit from this speed change? Heck no. 
Many minds, same way. Literally one card. Hey, cool, fine, sweet. It's the energy right. that makes him crazy. Many minds doesn't really struggle obtusely with energy. Literally any spirit can be abused if you go from ages too early for that, of course. But like they're not historically known for energy problems, which is why for them having the silver medal, it means they can just go ham with They can majors. go crazy and just play majors right. every turn. So the bottom three and the top five once again are for the top five. Fractured and Thunderspeaker in fifth place, Mist in fourth, in third place, Base River and Sharp Fangs, Many Minds in second, and first place, Base Lightning. And the bottom three with our six <laughs> bronze medalists, <laughs> or fool's bronze medalists, I should say Keeper, Many Minds, Sunshine River, Serpent, Base Shadows, who actually benefits, and Shifting Memory. Our full silver, Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, Mist, Stone, and Base Earth, and the Fool's Gold Medalist, Base Lightning. We also took the liberty to do something that we did not do in the Adversary series and ask even more questions. Yeah. We also asked everyone who you thought, just for funsies, out of curiosity, who is the hardest adversary when you factor in them along with the scenario? Definitely. And throughout the scenario series, I'm actually going to be really curious to see a lot of these ones, you know. I wonder what we're going to get for Guard the Isles Heart. Anyway. Um... Uh, <laughs> I think I know what's the worst. <laughs> he caught the joke. <laughs> we have a top three for you here, and we only have one tie. That's in third place. Amongst the voters, you all thought that England and Sweden were the toughest adversary here. To be specific, 10% of all the voters thought that it was England and Sweden made it the hardest. Once again, not that it is critically important, but it's just helpful to articulate that when it comes to these adversary things, the assumption is made on our end that we are talking about each adversary at level six. Mm -hmm. So England, obviously with all these adjacency builds and extra build tiles, when you start the game with Blitz and they basically have a turn before you even do anything. How about that extra build? Yeah, how about that extra build? <laughs> it's like they're already building that capital, which is fun. Remember how they have in the Hallway of Sadness, which is just the fun name for those cards that go down the line, mm -hmm. that additional build that they have before the Ravage, the card has to get there first. How about we just speed that up and we get that card Let's into that fourth spot as quicker. fast as possible? Yeah, a little bit quicker. Ugh. And then Sweden, so obviously there's a turn one Ravage now with Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and need we remind you that Sweden starts everywhere. It starts everywhere <laughs> with Are extra they damage. on your coast? Yep. Are they in the middle of your board? Yeah, yep. with cities. <laughs> Are they all the way in the inland? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably flip the Blight card turn one. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. With the whole double Blight thing. Double Blight. Well, Blitz gives you extra Blight. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Well, they give you an extra Blight. Yay! And they also give you a Ravage turn one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> with extra damage. <laughs> Thanks so, for that. I agree with the voters. These being high. Yeah, that makes sense. In similar fashion, our silver medalist here, I think, makes a ton of sense. But it's not what I actually would have thought initially. Oh. I mean, once you explain things, they all make sense. Yeah. This goes from 10% to 20%. Literally double. And that is Brandenburg, Prussia. Hmm. I think a lot of people would have assumed BP would have been the gold medalist here. Why? Aren't they the fast peeps? I was about to say, there's only eight turns and you already lose a turn with Blitz. Let's make them faster. Let's make them faster. That's too fast. <laughs> it's a simple thing to understand, but like, yeah, I mean, Brandenburg Prussia in a normal game without Blitz is already pretty fast. It's already hard and fast. Remember how you had eight cards to deal with before? 
How about a functional seven? <laughs> <laughs> and now turn one, half of your lands are ravaging. Because it's two different types. Because it's a stage three. Nice. <laughs> Yay. So in turn one, you're like, I haven't grown yet. Oh, everything's ravaging. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have assumed that Brandenburg Prussia would have got the gold. And I very much see the emotion sure. of why yeah. they would have been at number one, the gold medalist here. But there was someone else. <laughs> England and Sweden were 10%. Brandenburg was 20%. So, with surprising <laughs> revelations, do we make the claim that our gold medalist at 57% is France? Oh, wait, <laughs> nobody's surprised <laughs> right. at all. Explain what can happen during setup. <laughs> now we can lose on turn one even faster. <laughs> now you can lose before you even place them on the board. Nice. Yay, buddy. <laughs> Their first setup build. I already lost. It's the setup. <laughs> oh, my word. Giving France extra explorers yes. and giving them an extra, extra action. Yeah, extra build action. Oh, Oh, my word. <laughs> Honestly, if you were on the thematic board with Max Level France during Blitz and you actually you finished turn one, oh. I think you deserve the t-shirt. I survived <laughs> France, France thematic, Blitz, Blitz. thematic yeah. turn one. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be some type of achievement. That's insane. It's quite a simple thing to understand. France loves getting their towns out there. Furthermore, if they have a ton of explorers out there, need I remind you that they have extra explorers and Blitz is giving them yet another, another one. And they go and build all of them, save one, town. Convert into towns. So it's like, here's the one thing they do, and pff, let's enhance it. <laughs> I completely see France. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be this wide of a margin because Brandenburg Prussia. 57. You know, it's literally more than France. double. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that is quite huge, but I could see people's emotions behind it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you analyze it, it makes sense, but it's just silly to see that the gold medalist is literally 3% away from both the bronze and silver medalist combined and doubled. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, no other adversary can you lose, like you said, before you even yeah. grow. Yep. And hey, that's just how the rules come out. There you go. It makes absolutely no surprises once you think about if it. If anyone does do thematic France highest level blitz, let us know. Yeah. It, yeah. I would love to hear that story. Even if you lose, let us know. Yeah. I just want to know how fast. How fast? It's going to be a sprint. Get the stopwatch. Oh yeah, I lost in three seconds. Ooh, I came in at 2.45. Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the race we want to win. <laughs> it's still winning. All right. That was the data. Let's go ahead and check out what you all had to say. The comments. First one comes from Ray. Hey. Hey, Ray. Blitz is an interesting one, but it takes too much of the strategical prowess of the slow phase away from me. Completely valid. People love that slow phase, what? Ryan. I love that slow phase. You taught me to love you that, love that yeah. slow phase. You love that slow phase. It is entirely valid. It becomes like the, oh, I can be clever and think ahead. It really is a different experience. Yeah. The moment that you take your first and second turn and there is no slow phase, you're like, wait. What? We're at the growth phase already? Oh, okay. Many Minds uh, players are like, what's different? 
<laughs> yeah, no, seriously. There's like, no rules have changed. I get more money? Cool. I got to say, there is such a catharsis and such a strategic fulfillment when you time something well. Oh, I love it. And that is honestly why the slow phase is so much fun. Because you do have to work around the whole bad guys are going to operate after my fast. Mm-hmm. So even if it's something as simple as blow up a town, but there is no town, Not but yet. there will be a town, yeah. and they build that town, then you blow it up, you're like, ah, yeah. It's fun having slow powers, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. TBD, you know? Yeah. We'll figure out yeah. what happens with Honestly, these. Honestly, there are so many times where I'm like, okay, I'm playing this for elements, this for elements, and these two for their actual effects, and for the ones I play with elements, I'll just cross that bridge when I get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm so glad I played this. I was thinking, yeah, yeah perfect. Right, right, right. And with Blitz, you just don't have that anymore. Yeah. So completely valid. Entirely valid. Wintermute comes in and says, great topic. I really enjoy Blitz. I'll just go ahead and say it. Blitz is straight up detrimental to Shroud. Deep breaths, Ryan. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the ability to move into lands after the invader actions is such a key part of the strategy. Yeah, it actually is very strange to make that adjustment. Just to cut through the comedy, it really does take about 10 to 15 seconds is what it took for me. Yeah. I think anyone who's familiar with Mist, I think will pick it up quicker. But it doesn't take a whole lot of time to see, like I said, very early, like... Oh, it's the same thing. It just happens sooner. Because they're still exploring. Right. When I look at Mist, I'm usually having, what, about two actions in the fast phase Mm -hmm. and then like three or four in the slow phase. Well, now you're just doing four consistently in the fast phase. And some people seem to really like that power in the slow phase. Trust that, me, that I reaction. Get it. I've get seen it from Ray and Wintermute. Right what I was saying with Ray's comment yeah. about the whole catharsis on making this work in the slow phase. Trust me, as a mist yeah. player, I get it. <laughs> so it sounds like Wintermute's very used to a certain playstyle with mist type right. of thing. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, it's just so much easier than you might think. Mm-hmm. So if you have concerns and worries, just try it and you will love to see the change that having those energy discounts and the energy stuff makes for you Mm -hmm. when playing with this character so much so that you are going to be more happy and more impressed with the energy income than you will be bothered with having to do it all of your gameplay in the fast. Yeah, I think it's worth it. So your concerns about the slow phase being gone will be overpowered by the joy you have with how much money you now have as a character who greatly loves So I think, for me, Blitz has been such a nice change of pace. Uh Does that make sense? Like, for some people, they're saying, this is strange. It's not how you usually play it, so there's no slow phase. Sit back. This is not how... Yeah, exactly. It's a fun time, It's yo. It's been very refreshing, because we've had a play. We had our playthrough. I've just been playing it more. And I feel it's like soda. I don't drink soda a lot, but it's nice when I do. It's a weekend beverage. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, like, it's like, ah, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like a weekend lunch, mm-hmm. and I have my chips and my sandwich, and I have a nice soda pop right there. Stupid question for you. Yeah. I had this debate with a friend one time. I just couldn't believe him. What is the undisputed goat for floats? Oh, root beer. Root beer. Thank you. What? It's always root beer. Is there another? They were Did saying say like that a Sprite a Pepsi float. float. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. First of all, Pepsi's uh-huh. gross. Uh-huh. Mm. There's only Coke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and like, ew, 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 a Mountain Dew float? I've heard of that. Ew, That yuck. sounds weird. If you're unaccustomed with this what episode this is. is sponsored by root beer floats. <laughs> Barks or mug, though? 
Ooh. A-W. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> question. So a float is simply ice cream, usually vanilla flavored ice cream, mm-hmm. in a glass, and then you pour root beer into that glass. And right. the way that that beverage mixes with ice cream, it creates this creamy, frothy foam oh, yeah. that is just oh so great. It's delicious. Is it a sugary delight that's kind of an indulgence? Totally. But someone said like, oh, I'd love to have this. And he said this name, which I already forgot, which actually makes sense because how stupid of an idea it was. Yikes. Pepsi? Are you kidding me? And then he said, oh, yeah. And he did a Mountain Dew float. I'm like, oh. Now he's just being heretical. (laughs) I have heard of one. I'm sorry I forget the name. But there's a way that you can use a fruit-flavored Fanta soda and do like a grape-flavored float or like an orange, kind of like a tangerine-flavored float. I do like Fanta. I would be willing to try it. But... Root beer floats are the goat, and I'll allow a cream soda as a yeah. substitute. Not bad. Preferably A&W, but... That all being said, Ryan and I are aware how great this game is, like how it normally is played. Yes, we yes. know that the fast and slow mm-hmm. phase is a lot of fun. But Blitz but is Blitz, a laid-back yeah, indulgence. it's just something, you know, yes. like you said, it's a root beer float, man. Yeah. Kick back. Yeah. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Don't have it every day. You've earned it. You know, it's not healthy. <laughs> But Which is why you have it once, yeah. maybe every seven to ten days. I was about to say, every once in a while, play Blitz. Yeah. Try it's it just, out. And after, <laughs> after, With that the Brandon, float. after that Max Brandenburg brush a game, <laughs> I can use the time to yeah, there you go. <laughs> sit back and just... <sighs> when push comes to shove and you have to calculate things to the friggin' letter, yeah. that's a lot of brain power. It is. You know? And, hey, if you've normalized that and you're a player who literally crunches those kind of difficulties all the time, awesome! But, you know, it's just like, ugh, sometimes. You know? Yeah. Mix it up a little bit. It's so, all we're saying. Yeah. Next comment comes from P. Meckles. I say France is the hardest matchup. Mm. Though it was a toss-up between that or Brandenburg, Prussia. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and that's our top two. <laughs> France gets much harder because you lose the chance to get out ahead of the extra town mm. builds. Starting out a half turn behind means it's that much easier to lose to that alternate loss condition. <laughs> and it's a lot easier. <laughs> you could lose in some yeah. When he says that much easier, trust me, it's much easier. It's <laughs> extremely easy to lose. And Brandenburg Prussia is harder because it effectively shortens the game. You're always one more step behind. Yeah, yeah heavy emphasis on always. <laughs> yeah. Continually one step behind. Yeah. P. Meckles, we 100% agree. 100%. He nailed it right there. Yep. Gold and silver medalists. Yeah, good call out. Probably before the totals came in, so. Thalos comes in and says, or is it Talos? I never play Skyrim, so forgive me. (laughs) Dragon's Dogma for the win. I gotta say, choosing the spirits was hard, just from a lack of personal experience. I rarely play scenarios, and when I do, it's almost never Blitz. I feel so many of the spirits I enjoy are oriented around reacting to builds or explorers in the snow phase. And being unable to do that throws me off quite a bit. We've been getting this, huh? Honestly, it threw me off. Remember yeah. when I was telling you how many times I was getting thrown off, even on simple things? Like, uh, I'm going to just go here. And you're like, that's about to build. Quite right you are. Um, uh, And I was playing Vengeance. I'm like, let it all build. (laughs) Let them come. And other times were simple things. Yeah. I'm like off my rhythm. You were a little bit. For the early game, I was like, uh, put in there. Dude, that's ravaging. Ah, quite right. Quite right. Um, (laughs) Yes, correct. hmm, Correct, sir. uh, Yes, sir. sir. Uh, Thank you. It took a second. Like we said in episode 54, yeah. it took a minute to recalibrate. So 100%. So this mindset, that, too. Yeah, this mindset that people are continually talking about, we totally understand it. It's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. 
That said, I feel lightning and its aspects stand to benefit the most. The energy rebate is incredibly nice, giving me more flexibility earlier, even if it doesn't generally break that reclaim loop. I've honestly gone for a major way earlier than I normally would, sometimes by the second drawn power if my first miner wasn't a great pick. In the same vein, pandemonium and wind can be positively sweet. Swimming in energy before they know it. I love all these aspect callouts. Yeah, that's seriously. Fun. Generally speaking, I found that the spirits that struggle with energy early benefit the most in the scenario. Clip that. There it is. Boom. Yep. Great yep. sentence. It's helped me pay for events, go for card plays without fear of famine, or pick an impactful major because I can actually afford the thing. <laughs> nice. Like that comment on events. Didn't think about that. That's actually great. Yeah. Paying for events. Now you don't have to like scrounge for Because cash is king, baby. Or it's like, oh no, I don't have a water card this Mm -hmm. turn. I didn't play this element. Well, just like Ted said, the ratio of assisting a event card is better when you do it with elements. Right. Versus energy. But if you have tons of energy. But if you have a ton of energy, it's like, hey, sweet. So yeah, that's true. Good thought. Good thought. Conversely, I (laughs) am... I absolutely hate Keeper in this scenario. (laughs) I can't react to Explorers in the same way as I usually can. And that extra Explorer just feels spiteful, it does. Sure, you can move quicker, but it's Keeper. You'll start blasting away after a couple of turns. Keeper's so... (laughs) Right. So Keeper's so good, it's like pushing Uh, out one Explorer. Wait, there's another one? (laughs) Eh, there's another one. (laughs) Thankfully, Keeper has that top track that's so, so juicy. (laughs) I do love reading these as cold reads. It's so great. (laughs) Next one comes from Golden Ankh. Ankh. Yep. Ankh. I think that's an Egyptian deity, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't there a game, like a board game? Like there Ankh is. Or You're right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Spirit Island. <laughs> uh, what's our podcast about? <laughs> what can't Lightning do in this game if it isn't constrained by energy concerns? Well, Wrangle explores well, but as Lightning will be drawing a power card every other turn, it'll get a solution quickly. Yep. And that's from Golden Onk. As we talked about before, Lightning's very good from this scenario. Basically, all their problems come down to focus on that power guard thing. Yeah. Nip that in the bud, and you're good. Or Raging Storm. That's still good mm-hmm. against Explorers. Mm-hmm. Things I Lack comes in to say, I think this scenario doesn't work with Lightning, since you don't get any benefit and no discount. You're basically just playing normal Spirit Island, but skipping your first turn. How about that? So let's <laughs> go to the quirky. <laughs> I think this actually is a good thing to clarify. Okay. Le- legitimately. Just to clear any doubt of sarcastic comedy here, I do see a lot of confusion here. So even on our thread on BGG, there was much discussion about lightning. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to clarify things. Yes. So we're good. Let's do that. So, if you go to Quirky, you can search this, and if you search, when is Swiftness of Lightning used to make powers fast? It says, during the fast phase. This is rarely relevant, but can matter during the Blitz scenario. Hey, that's what we're doing. Hey. You can't make a power fast during the Spirit phase to lower its cost by one. Only make a power fast during the fast phase to gain that one energy rebate. So, in other words... Yeah, give us an example. You do get the energy discounts and energy, but you get those when you play the cards, not during the spirit phase. So, say you start the spirit phase with four energy, and you play Raging Storm, and you play Harbingers of Lightning. It's a three and a zero. So, you have to pay the three energy, Mm -hmm. so you have one energy left. But when you actually physically play Raging Storm, make it fast... 
then now you have two energy because it's one cheaper because you get the rebate. It's confusing. I think the reason why it's confusing is because usually all the money management stuff happens in the spirit phase. Right. So it's weird to be doing money shifting rebates, discounts, and coupons <laughs> outside of that. So it's just those coupons, those rebates, those energy things happen in the fast phase. So basically, Meaning when you play the thing. So you needed to have energy to play the thing to get that rebate. From the get-go initially. But don't worry, as a whole, you are getting extra energy. It's just you're not getting that energy at the usual time. I found it's usually just the first turn. You just got to get through that first turn and get that income coming. Get that rebate going, Mm. and then you're fine. Not a huge thing to talk about because... Just playing through the game, you will accidentally collect this energy. And yeah. Like, oh, I'll have it in my stockpile. And of course, if you're doing it on digital, it's just like, oh yeah, do it by themselves. We're just so used to thinking of lightning's powers as almost already fast. Right. So we're not used to like, oh, I guess you're right. They're not fast in the spirit phase yet. It's not fast until I make them fast. Yeah. So it's just that, you know, recalibration. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I do agree with the sentiment that if they're already fast, then why bother making them fast with the scenario? And with that standpoint, yeah. If there was no energy attached to it, Blitz would literally be pointless. Yeah. For the spirit. But they eventually get a rebate. Yeah, Yeah. it's an energy rebate. Tongar, one, two, three, four, comes in and says, I voted many minds as changing the most because their cards are nearly all fast and zero cost. So, with a plays push, they can actually play several cards each turn for negative energy, and thus gain enough for majors, which completely flips the script. I also voted for Mist, thank you, in this category because the spirit is designed heavily around moving your presence in the slow phase into lands for the fear and energy gains. This single phase game in the Blitz scenario completely breaks their core mechanic. No, it really does. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but it does change it. France 6 on an East Thematic board has a 25% chance of you losing the game during (laughs) setup. (laughs) They did the math. I love it. Like, set up and lose before you even pick a spirit to play. (laughs) At least it saves you some time going through the hopeless motions, I guess. (laughs) Oh, well done. Good comment. Good job, Tongar. That's hilarious, but it's true. Before you even pick your spirit, Ryan, who are you playing? We lost. Oh. I'm picking a gravestone. (laughs) (laughs) You're just picking up a tab. So, Marvel United? Hey! (laughs) Here lies well-intentioned individual. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's funny, though. And yes, we've said the joke before, but I hope you can see why France 6 is so dangerous on the thematic board. Yeah. Because you actually have a very good chance of losing before you actually get to the table. That's crazy. Yeah. Tough game there. (laughs) Next comment comes from Blue Squirrel. I haven't played any of the scenarios, but I'm looking forward to the results. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, here are the results. (laughs) (laughs) Colonel Grimm comes in to say... My experience with Blitz is that the scenario can hugely benefit any spirit that is, one, bottom track focus for lots of card plays, Mm -hmm. two, has several fast, unique, and ornate powers, or three, naturally tight on energy. Here are my favorites that I've played with Blitz. By the way, 100% agree. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Well spoken. First spirit, many minds. So many fast G powers, including two fast innates, which means they'll be rolling in energy without Mm -hmm. touching the top track. And they can spend excess energy to buy power cards, which could realistically be a major power card with that much energy. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Literally four fast powers. Four uniques. Two innates. Four fast cards. Yeah. Insane. (laughs) It's, It's insane. 
Then Wildfire. Ooh, we haven't heard from Wildfire. I was surprised how powerful Wildfire felt in the Blitz scenario. Lots of fast, cheap powers, and already a bit tight on energy. Hmm. Blitz solves most of their problems early game. They felt unleashed like they could do anything. Honestly, yeah, I agree. Wildfire is someone who you can do bottom track for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe do top track just to get that element really quick because your energy spiking action is dependent on how much fire element you have. Get that fire. But it's not someone who is woefully bad on energy, but you do got to be careful. Sometimes I feel just short. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit tighter. Oh, one away. Mm -hmm. It's not the tightest belt you've had to put on your waist, but it's just like, yeah. This scenario gives him a decent room to maneuver. 100%. It's true. Next one, Trickster. I find that Trickster frequently needs a little more energy than they have to in a normal game. Too fast innates and blitz means that they'll be able to sustain that third card play and fourth earlier in the game than they otherwise would. And excess energy can be used to throw around more strife with their special rule. True. Mm -hmm. Amusing side note. The three moon threshold of why don't you and them fight becomes nothing more than you may decide not to take a free energy. (laughs) I'm making this slow. Oh no. (laughs) What have I done? It's entirely true. And even Thunderspeaker like, would you like to get paid? (laughs) I don't know. Let's make this slow. (laughs) (laughs) Just like handhold yourself to be like as a flex. I'm making this harder. (laughs) But no, it's true. In a normal game, Trickster has to, hey, wait, pay for reclaims? Yeah. And with that special rule, you had to pay. It's like, I want to add the strife. Oh, man, I don't have an energy to add an extra yeah. strife. Yeah. So you can no, re- seriously. you can reclaim more without mm-hmm. a negative effect, like you Good said. Thought. And Good you can thought. just really spam that strife everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's great. Then comes Sharp Fangs. Similar to the reasons above, Sharp Fangs does well with more card plays, but needs the energy to sustain them. They already have several fast powers, so Blitz can really strengthen their game. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it, too, a little bit. For me, personally, I love getting Frenzied Assault and particularly Terrifying Chase and Teeth Gleam from Darkness yeah. before Ranging Hunter, Prayer the Builders, and that kind of thing. But yeah, 100% agree. I feel like with Fangs, and obviously I haven't played as much as you, I just feel like I either go down this top track Majors build or a bottom track Miners only build. Mm. But now with Blitz, I'm like, oh, I have the energy to kind of do both. Mm-hmm. I can play a lot of cards, but they don't only have to be minors because mm-hmm. I'm getting all this energy from innates. And like you said, I'm moving things in the fast. So Blitz is super fun with fangs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, just perusing over the next comment here. Okay. Boy, Colonel Grimm hit the nail on the head. Lightning. My experience with lightning and Blitz has been... <gasps> Weird. Oh. I initially thought it'd be overpowered, but it actually made my decision making harder than I expected. Hmm. I think it's because energy is not lightning's only issue to overcome. They also struggle with the tension between placing a presence and gaining power cards, which they can never do on the same growth. Blitz helps a lot of spirits decide between top or bottom track presence placement, but it can't help lightning decide between gaining a power card or placing a presence. Man, I wish Growth 3 would give lightning a power card. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, that's pretty much, in my opinion, if I had to sum it up, I think that'd be, like, the best way to describe the new problem that they have. Yeah. I think it's less of a problem to deal with in a normal game, so there's not as much difficulty with handling the spirit in this scenario as it would be with normal play. But your minigame now is answering that yeah. question. I think that's I why... I 100% agree. That's why Lightning was so mixed in our voting. People just... Mm-hmm. It was just weird, <clears throat> right? Yep. It was weird for them. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention to River. Yes, they are a slow, power-focused spirit, but they're also a very energy-tight spirit who loves to play as many cards as possible. Truth. 
and chances are good that they'll pick up some fast minor powers anyway. Besides, having Flash Flood go from two cost to one cost makes it significantly easier to use. I said that. I said that. <laughs> Don't you love it when someone like says the exact same thing? Like, yes, I thought the exact same thing. I'm not alone. Obviously, this wasn't planned, but I completely, 100% agree mm. with you, Colonel. So, yep. There you go. Next comment comes from Shorts. Hmm. My opinion. Spirits that are good for Blitz are, A, spirits with great slow powers that you would like to use fast. Mm. River or Thunderspeaker. Manifestation power glory. <laughs> B, spirits with energy constraints and fast power access. Lightning, many minds, Thunderspeaker. Mm -hmm. Agree with Manifestation power glory. Manifestation power glory. And many minds, so many fast. fast, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. fast. <laughs> spirits that are bad for Blitz. A, spirits that dislike losing a turn due to invader acceleration. Mm. This can be because of the time required for growing or for generation of fear. Interesting. This being bringer of dreams and nightmares. Serpent, Keeper, and or Mist. I blighted, doesn't turn one. <laughs> <laughs> we all did, right? I had a blight. Hey, I stopped one. It's a resource, baby. But it's true. It's true. B, spirits that profit from having two separate power phases. They say Mist again. It does require recalibration. It does. It's true. I'm surprised people aren't saying River for this because I love fast and slow phase mm -hmm. with River. I love in the fast phase I could do, you know, flash floods, do two quick damage mm -hmm. somewhere. And then the slow phase I can group everything up. Yep. So it's not just mist. There's lure. Sure. Gosh, how many slow powers oh, do goodness, they have? Yeah. So there's a lot of spirits that will take time adjusting. But what can a sure. fast, massive flooding do for you? <laughs> exactly. What can lure fast do for you? Turns out quite a lot, actually. Quite a lot. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Hey, nice, it's nice, nice. First of all, so happy to have you guys back and to be doing this again. Hey, hey, well, hey same here. Same here. Feels so good. I've never been much into the scenarios because they always felt a bit off in terms of balance and a bit like I wasn't really playing, quote unquote, the real Spirit Island. Hmm. However, this series is an excellent excuse for me to actually dive deeper into them, and so I've been doing a bunch of Blitz games in the recent weeks. Oh, that sounds fun. Turns out this one was actually a lot of fun. Oh. It was a nice way to shake up my regular play patterns. Although I would miss the strategic planning of the slow phase, it was fun to be swimming in energy and play some of my favorite slow powers in the fast phase. The balance between the spirits didn't feel completely off either. Some general observations. Even if making slow powers fast is the main gimmick of the scenario, the real MVP was actually saving energy on fast powers. Gaining energy from fast innates or zero-cost fast powers was wild. With my newfound fortune, most spirits were slinging majors in no time, which was double the fun when they were all fast now. Hmm. The change in speed also means you can always press the oh crap, I messed up and I need a Hail Mary major in the fast phase button. <laughs> SOS. <emoji>. SOS. <laughs> it's so true where you go diving in the majors like, oh yes, they're all slows. Oh crap. Oh no. <laughs> Looks like we're blighting. As for the adversaries... While the scenario gives you some nice new tools, the price you pay is that the invaders get an additional round of head start and they add more explorers. Mm -hmm. This means that the adversaries that are front-loaded are significantly harder. Ironically, the worst offenders of this, France, Prussia, and Sweden, are all in the base game and branch and claw along with this scenario. Prussia was additionally challenging because their main threat is emptying the invader deck. France is probably the toughest because the extra explorers are now towns and you can't even touch the first round of builds. And now for the spirits. Ooh. I tried a good portion of them against the different level 6 adversaries. Generally, those with high card plays and or a lot of fast powers benefited the most. Especially the fast innates were just free energy every single turn. This leads me to... Here we go. And, yes, I know. Here we go. I know. I'm not even going to look. Is no, it? but like, but, but seriously, Is though. It? 
Seriously. Do I have to leave? Many minds. We already talked about this. I know, I know. But please hear me out before this message ends up on editing Ryan's cutting room. Cut it. Cut it. (laughs) Editing Ryan. We've talked about many minds so many times already. (laughs) On editing Ryan's cutting room floor. Between the first two rounds of the game, you can have two energy from your tracks, four energy from your innates, and a total of plus three energy from playing all your starting cards. That means you'll have nine (laughs) energy ready to go after just the first two rounds, just from playing your regular old minds game. The only struggle you'll ever face is you may have to choose one of your beloved starting cards to exchange for majors at some point. What a bummer. Unless you just buy new cards each round and forget which you can totally afford. Other notable mentions among those I played were Fangs. The bottom track now has absolutely no energy restrictions and was an absolute blast against the enhanced Frenchies. <laughs> then there was Bringer. Having two fast innates leads to even more fast major play, which made for an extremely quick fear victory, even against the stacked British fear pool. Wow. Furthermore, I tried some of the heavy hitters to see if making their powers fast would feel different. This included Serpent, Starlight, Keeper, Thunderspeaker, and Shifting Memory. Honestly, it was fun doing their powers in the fast phase, but I didn't really feel much stronger or weaker, and they generally relied on their regular strength to get to the victory. The momentum gained by every power being fast was mostly balanced out by the momentum lost in the second additional invader setup round. That makes 100% sense. Seriously. Yeah. Green and Lightning were a bit odd. Hmm. While they both have some potentially fast powers and high card plays, they were also somewhat bothered by the additional explorers. I guess it's the one situation where you might actually want to keep Raging Storm around. It's not the worst (laughs) card, question mark? And at last, as usual, I have to stick up for my Misty homeboy! Yes! (laughs) It's true that Mist is mostly slow powers and all about the time passes phase, but it still has two fast starting powers. That bit of extra energy meant that I didn't have to rely on card draws for energy. So apart from reclaiming, I could double grow every single round, getting me to Mist's late game in no time. As Ryan has previously noted in the Fear episode, even the smallest bit of boost and Mist will envelop the entire island of invaders in a thick haze of death and despair. It's amazing what just a little bit of energy income can do for Mist. It seriously is so good. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Even the mighty Russia 6 only bladed twice in the first round while Mist was stretching out its little puffy legs. <laughs> After that bit of warm-up, every Russian slowly, but surely, all vanished softly away only to be forgotten by all. Hey. Hey. So Russia 6, difficulty 11, Mist yeah. destroyed. Nice, nice job. Let that be a wonderful descriptor and an example of how strong Mist can actually be. Seriously, <clears throat> listener, try it out. Try oh, out Mist. Where did yeah. that come from? <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, anyway. In closing, I think this is one of the better scenarios. The balance was not completely bonkers, and it forced me to rethink and shake up my usual approaches to each spirit. Although it doesn't add any difficulty, it was easily added to any setup, and it wasn't too fiddly either. Yeah, I also like well the not fiddly. Well spoken, sir. Like they said about not being fiddly, they have an extra first yeah. turn, and then basically yeah. just remember the extra explorers. Seriously. It's like, oh, there it is. And then you just have one phase. Uh-huh. If anything, makes the game simpler. Makes it faster, too. Makes it faster. And a lot of people are going to like that. Then Thank you, TFs. That was a great comment. Mm-hmm. 
Next one comes from Kalen. Hey! Hey, Kalen. Hey! I used to think Blitz sounded boring, or at best thought of it as the major powers are affordable for everyone scenario. <laughs> 30 plus games over the past week. Wow. Later, and now I believe I was completely wrong. 30 hmm. plus games, Ryan. Gee. Dang. Nice job, Kalen. Though Kalen's a speedrunner, so (laughs) that probably took a day. (laughs) They are a pro. Yeah, there are some crazy clips out there on YouTube that Kalen has where they beat a game in two minutes. And I don't know how to do it, and it makes me a little anxiety Maybe you should watch those videos more, John. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Anyway. Okay, Blitz is a chance to play Spirit Island like a brand new player again. Yes. Good quote. I like that Yes, that's a good way to put it. The reason I make this claim is that every spirit has new opening strategies available to them. that's exactly what I said yeah. for Mist. That's so true. It's word for I word what you said for Mist. I never do growth two. No, never. <laughs> but I did. Yeah, usually you do growth three, right? Mm-hmm. Now, defend cards are playable on turn one. That's weird. That is weird. (laughs) More expensive card combos that never made sense in the normal game are suddenly feasible. Growth patterns that wouldn't have worked at all previously are possible. Mm. Playing Blitz gave me a second shot at an experience I haven't had in ages. That of staring at my opening hand on the first turn and thinking, wait, I could do this instead. Yeah. What a cool thought process. Honestly, I think it's important, especially to the player who have played this game so often that they may have normalized that early game that like look at what you can be given. It's like look on, at what Blitz can give it's you. It's like again. autopilot. Some people, yeah. I mean, yeah. this game came out mm-hmm. in 2017. Look we, at what this scenario can give you. Sure, a lot of these players are chasing those high difficulty wins. That's not going to do it for you here. The real gift that it's giving you is that emotion again. I actually really like that. It's almost like a new game. Yeah. That's what Kaylin is saying. Yeah. Every spirit I've really tried to dig into with Blitz has shown me something new and interesting, and I speculate this remains true for all the ones I haven't been able to get multiple games with. For the ones I did spend more time on, here are some of the things I found. Mm. First, Rampant Green. In true solo, Rampant Green can start pure bottom track playing three cards turn one, and reclaiming and doing it again turn two. Mm. This feels amazing. Letting you throw oodles of presence on the board while still dealing damage, defending, and pushing to Han or invaders. Four card plays on turn three is possible. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to switch tracks at that point and go for a major instead. Seriously? I've been able to beat France six twice. Wow. Nice job. Mm. And Sweden six once so far with this opening, and it's a blast to play. Lightning Swift Strike is another spirit. Lightning still gets stuck in a reclaim loop in my experience, but can easily include Majors and Raging Storm in that loop. With extra explorers, Blitz throws out there. Raging Storm is more appealing to keep. We agree? 100%. Mm. We were talking about that. It's not worth it. Overall, the spirit feels much better without its usual energy woes, although it is a pain to track the energy rebates accurately when not playing the digital version. I 100% mm. agree. Me and Ryan actually just did before we recorded. We played like a lightning blitz. Well, not played, but like did a few turns of lightning blitz right. on digital. Be like, oh yeah, the rebate comes later, but bing bing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just got to adjust that. That's all. Once you do it a few times, you're like, oh yeah, I got yeah, this. yeah, I got this. Last one. Thunderspeaker. Manifestation fast? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Sudden ambush becomes slightly more playable with the lower cost and extra explorers. And words of warning is great to have turn mm. one. Yeah, mm. that defend is nice. And you're right with, I obviously don't play a lot of Thunderspeaker, but Laura, I hear complaining a lot about sudden ambush and that two energy. And mm. it's just a little bit harder for Thunderspeaker to yeah. afford. Not during Blitz. 
I like to take that energy spike right away and play Words of Warning and Manifestation of Power and Glory to set up both innates and solve three lands on the first turn. Whoa. That sounds fun. Mm. Back into it. Then reclaim right away and do it again. (laughs) This was a key to a two-player win against Brandenburg Prussia 6 paired with Lightning. Mm. Thunder and Lightning. How about that? Hey. Overall, I'm thrilled to have gotten a chance to experience the game in a fresh way. That's cool. And look forward to many more games of Blitz in the future. Thank you for doing this series hey wow what a nice comment and honestly this comment was eye-opening just to like see how this is turning a new leaf or wiping a slate clean it's just like a new way to look at the game i hope a lot of people see the value in that yeah i do because i think that's really cool obviously this game is incredibly high replayability Mm -hmm. yeah but even what we're finding is with these scenarios Mm -hmm. it just adds another layer yep another fold yep and just once again it's a really simple emotion but i think it's an important one blitz in and of itself, it's not hard, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Haven't and, done it? Do it. And if you are one of those sweats, you can make this hard. Just tack on an mm-hmm. adversary. Tack on level six. Hey, go do thematic friends. We talked about how hard that go can be. Go for it. If you like a challenge, do that with do Blitz. It. There you go. Yeah. That's your challenge. Wapty comes in and says, first, thanks a lot for the survey. Aww, hey, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. So far, probably like many, I have neglected scenarios quite a lot, especially the lower complexity ones. So far, adding both scenarios and adversaries was too many rules to keep in mind during the game for me, and playing only scenarios often resulted in lower difficulty games. The variable difficulty on adversaries allow me to start with an easier game to make sure I grasp the rules and all, and then I could increase the difficulty to have a stronger challenge if I wanted. On the opposite, scenarios often felt too much extra rules for no extra challenges. Or at least that's what I thought. Okay, that makes sense of... Totally. I just want to learn the rules of the game before I well, add think about the way, different. yeah, that adversaries are structured. They have like an easy mode and mm-hmm. you can walk into the deep end instead of just kaboom. They're more accessible. And, usually. you know, the spirit phases aren't changing. Right. Or the different turn That's honestly one of the reasons why I love varied terrains, but... We'll get into that later. So this is the reason why I have completely ignored Blitz before your episode and surveyed. Hearing about it motivated me to have a try, and the results were amazing. Nice. The scenario is actually not much more rules, which is great, so it is easily combined with an adversary. Yeah. And the effect on the game is just crazy. It forced me to completely rethink the early game, which, as a result, completely changes the way the spirit is played. The power played fast is really great to start grasping the spirits, which I did not understand so far. And the cost reduction allows for some spirits to go heavy on card plays, which is always fun. I've only started to play with Blitz, so which spirits were more or less affected by Blitz was more of a blind guess on my side. Hmm. But the easy answer is the adversary. France is just on a different level with Blitz, at least below level 5. The extra invader from Blitz does so much work for France on turn two. This plus the extra invader play on setup, we have to sort the town problem from the first turn! Yeah. I've tried three times so far, twice with Mist and once with Vengeance against France level three, and the early game is just crazy. While I felt much more confident with Mist than Vengeance, I was still really struggling to understand that spirit. The only game I won of the three was actually with Vengeance. Nice job! One of the two games with Mist, I actually was not able to pass the fifth round. I was expecting the extra energy to be enough to stop France's crazy progression. But I have found that the two deal one damage to each invader power cards are in fact great, but it just seems not enough. And the innate comes just too late. 
On the other side, Blitz Vengeance was a huge discovery for me. Oh. The disease early is huge to slow the nasty build from France. On the early game, long enough for the engine to work and start dealing crazy damage from all of the disease, which I could afford to keep. I think that what blocked me with Vengeance so far, beside being a Blight Spirit, which is difficult to handle for me, hmm. is how restrictive the spirit is, at least to start discovering it. Before Blitz, I always felt I want to deal damage, but I lack the presence or the Blight. With Blitz, I could react quicker and avoid the brain burn of planning few turns ahead. Now, I feel more confident to try again without Blitz. That's good. I have not tried yet, but I would assume that Blitz actually makes France level 5 easier. Hmm. The extra Blight on the card actually allows to put 3 Blight per player on the adversary card without Blighting, which seems quite great. Not sure of that enough to compensate for the invader, though. Boy, I hate it's slow true. healing ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that slow healing ecosystem is so I hate it. Fair. So overall, it was an amazing experience and a huge discovery in a game I started to know already. Wow. The scenario increases the feeling of entanglement and pressure for the player while reducing the brain burn of having to plan a few turns ahead. It was also an amazing way for me to rediscover a spirit I tossed aside, that being Vengeance. I will definitely play with it again now. Thanks for a lot of the tips, by the way. Wabdi, what a great comment. Hey! Love what you said, kind of what Kalen was saying, how Blitz is just making you see the game in right. a new way. And it can reframe the way you think about a character, even when you would go ahead to play with that character without Blitz. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And if they are now discovering Vengeance, who is kind of a forgotten spirit sometimes, mm -hmm. how great is that that now they're going to play Vengeance more? And they kind of cut their teeth with Blitz for Vengeance, and now mm -hmm. they're going to play a more normal game and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. So... I love to hear these kind of stories. These yeah. are great. Virginia comes in and says, Volcano can daisy chain hey, hey. by using its innate slow to add presence before booming with the innate fast to be able to do even more damage. That's a great idea. Yeah, no, using Furnace of the Earth prior to explosive eruption. Just add a few more discs on top. And then get a bigger explosion. So you can just maximize that damage. So yeah, I good. guess I didn't think of this because we were discussing in Blitz Part 1, mm. we were going over the spirits and how they were affected. Yeah. I didn't think of this, and I was thinking like, oh man, I'm, I'm bummed I missed that daisy yeah, chain. That's a cool... Because hey. that's a really cool one. Yeah. I think because one, Laura plays offensive spirits a lot. Like mm. we've talked about Ocean. <laughs> so you never get to... I, I don't get to play <laughs> Volcano a lot. And I've noticed in our local meta, for easier, medium level players, they'd like volcano yeah i think it's easy to grasp so again another way of me not being able to play volcano <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't think that's something that you're gonna think about no because that never is the case but now it is but now what it a is fun that, way that's that fun changes things yeah i like it thanks virginia last comment comes from many windmills Yay! hey many welcome back i know who that is <laughs> For spirits that benefit a lot from this scenario, I want to focus on shadows. Hey, love hey. shadows. But to more a refined examination, hmm. big words, foreboding shadows. <laughs> He's butting you up. <laughs> more refined. And now we're talking about foreboding. Most of us are aware of shadows, energy deficiencies, and their dependence on growth three in the early game. Boy, are you preaching to the choir. Ah, that is so true. That's okay. Uh. <laughs> 
I was mid-drinking my Snapple, but yes. <laughs> Blitz really gives Foreboding Shadows a boost because now Shadows has two Fascinates. So true. May I add two Fascinates that aren't difficult to trigger. Mm. As Ryan and John have said many times before, <laughs> one moon can do for you. What can one moon do for you? <laughs> yes. I forget what episode Preach. that was in. Preach. But you've said that before in the past, Ryan. As have you. <laughs> Basically, you are now gaining two bonus energy every single turn. Also with Foreboding, fear equates to control. But a lot of Shadow's Fear happens in the slow. Crops wither, favors called due, mental dread. Mm. Not so with Blitz. No longer do you have to plan ahead and wait to generate fear to trigger foreboding. Yeah. That's a good point. It's instant. Yeah, it's all instant. Plus, foreboding is probably the best fear spirit in the game that doesn't need to rely on a fear victory. Huh. I personally think they are the best tier level 3 victory spirit in the game because of this consistent fear that's generated plus massive amounts of control of the invaders and plus crops wither and fade. Oh my goodness. I was about to say, we're missing one, right? <laughs> I can't tell you how many tier 3 victories bink, immediately crops were <laughs> secured because crops wither got played. It's like, and last city. And we're done. <laughs> So that's a good point. So losing a turn to Blitz and the speed of the game shouldn't hurt too much. But if you haven't tried Blitz for boating yet, I say give it a go. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. As a parting thought, I want to give a brief shout out to John. Yeah. Whoa! I will count myself as one of those people who shoved shadows to the bottom of the spirit pile collecting dust. Hmm. I thought they were basically a worthless spirit. Then I heard the France episode and the All-Stars episode. I saw John's write-ups about foreboding on Reddit BGG. How he took a D-tier spirit and beat every adversary level 6 true solo, even England 6. Mm. That wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> and just find growth through sacrifice. <laughs> but then on the top of the deck. <laughs> Don't invalidate your win. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he didn't use cheese teams or the considered top tier spirits to achieve victory in high difficulty games. Instead, he chose the castaway and breathed life into them. Thank you for inspiring me to give shadows another chance and frankly to have that mindset with other spirits i had originally given up on it has completely changed my perspective on so many spirits but especially shadows i love what this podcast has done and continues to do with the meta of spirit island flip it on its head because after all (laughs) (laughs) what a way to end it should we say it together (laughs) because Because after after all who knew Fangs had a special rule? <laughs> what a way to end it. What a way to end it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I will say, it's not our intention to, like, destroy the meta. No, it honestly isn't. If that happens as a symptom of our existence, so be it. We're honestly just trying to have fun We're and maybe learn something along the way. Yeah, and maybe... We try to acknowledge truth and just point that out when we think it's being ignored. Seriously. You did really harp on the special rule of Fangs, so that was that was good. <laughs> And now people are understanding like it. I said, it's just a simple truth that I don't think should be ignored. I think there are many in this game. That was just one of them. <laughs> but it is cool. Many windmills. Thank you very much for that comment. That yeah. was very sweet, very endearing. The overall thing I'm getting from this is how either playing this scenario has changed people's mindset on the game or spirits. And mm-hmm. that is cool. Ultimately, the best thing about Blitz is what it can give you. Wow. Are you interested in that? Yeah. You'll have to answer that question for yourself. Like, but Listeners, hear these comments. These seriously? people are genuine. They are getting a different experience out of this scenario. And mm-hmm. it's changing their mindset on spirits, on gameplay, on majors, on innates. 
it's changing everything they're thinking yeah. about, and everyone seems to be having a really fun time with it. Right, and that's not even if Blitz is in play. Sure. Like, a way to just cast light on a thing, in this case a spirit, so that you can just, oh, hey, mmm. Wait. And, hey, maybe that just helps you to view the spirit under such a microscope or under such a changed circumstance that it unlocks something in your brain that now connects and makes sense to, oh, so I can do, ow, ow. And, you know, many things can make something click in your brain for you. And in some ways, Blitz can perform that for you, maybe. It seems like a lot of people are getting these revelations or these light bulb moments from, I know a lot of it is obviously centered around Blitz, but you're right. Sometimes it's playing this game and playing something different or a different strategy or a different spirit Mm -hmm. just unlocks something, like you said. And that's so cool to hear about from these Mm -hmm. comments. That's been really fun to hear. And if you are someone who is like my dad, someone who usually views life through a practical lens, Mm -hmm. there's just simply more bang for your buck of something that you purchased when you go and engage with this scenario. Good point. It's something you bought. It's something you paid for. You paid for it. Yeah. Don't just use the adversaries. Try out the scenarios. Yeah. Don't just play the three spirits you love. Try out other ones. You might love those just as much. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. And with that, such concludes our examination of Blitz. This was a fun one. Yeah. And I love... It's good to just ease into it again. Ease into it? Don't worry, we're going to get a lot more serious with the dad on whatnot on the harder scenarios. But it's Blitz. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. And if you want to make it hard, uh, tap on level six France. There you go. And (laughs) lose. It'll be fast. If you want to lose, play France. There you go. (laughs) I hope you had fun, because we certainly did. And it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back, baby. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we had for Blitz. <sighs> Good times. Love Blitz. Yes, yes. Awesome time. And hey, just as a reminder, we do take off for each of the major holidays mm-hmm. in every season. Okay. So for spring, we take off for Easter. For summer, we take off for 4th of July. For the autumn, it's Thanksgiving. And for winter, it's Christmas. So just as a public service announcement, we will be off for next week. This being the weekend of the 16th. I love that two of those are exclusively American holidays. So the, <laughs> well, the mean, Europeans are like, what is 4th of July? <laughs> it's when we left you, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it for Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. But, but before we go today, we just want to take a brief moment and chat about our best game ever. Yes. <laughs> best game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were at all interested in what that was about, just stick around after the credits. Otherwise, if you don't want to, totally fine. We'll catch you next time. And until then, we will catch you on the flippity flip. Peace out. We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We're grateful that you did, and we hope that you thoroughly enjoyed it. Feel free to interact with us on our socials. You can catch us on our Facebook or Instagram, as well as BoardGameGeek, Reddit, and Discord. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes early as well as our private Discord. Links to all those will be in the description of this episode. Have a great one, and may the elements be ever in your favor. <laughs> Is there anyone so. we didn't fool? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
got him. Got him. <laughs> What's funny is we're adding this to the end of Blitz 2, which came much, much earlier than when we have our new microphone set up. So now that we got the new microphone set up, this is like time travelers coming in like Bill and Ted way before. With better technology. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why that ending sounded a little bit different because this was re-recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what was that all about? What the heck was that? What was that? <laughs> Did you listen to the end? Seems like a lot of you didn't. Hey, yeah, I mean, there was an after credit scene <laughs> on Best Game Ever. I'm, when you are a content creator and you have a credit scene on all your content, right. and you do put stuff there and you want it to be a surprise so you don't announce it, it's always just like, huh. I wonder how many people are actually going to hear that. Hasn't Marvel trained us to, <laughs> to wait until the very end? Perhaps that is a first world condition that we should mm, be aware of. Yes. <laughs> but yes, also the YouTube viewers would have caught that because there was a visual transition from... With a funny picture of us laughing. Yep, yep. So let's just talk about what right. the heck that was. Yes, that was an April Fool's thing. And boy, oh, that was so much fun. Let me just tell you, that was just so much <laughs> fun to come up with. We were getting energetic at the idea of it. Yeah. And yes. I want to give full credit to you, Ryan. That was all your idea, at least Aww, for that to have the fake battle report. That was a great <laughs> idea. And I was a, so, along for the ride. What we did, obviously, last year when April Fools came around, we had the convenient time-saving catch-up episode. <laughs> if you've listened to it, then you remember what it is. If you haven't heard it before, obviously, it has been labeled as such as an April Fools thing, so you can listen to it. But I won't spoil that surprise. Yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. And obviously, now that time has passed, Blitz 2 is the real episode 55. So by the time this recording is being heard by your ears, dear listener, Editing Ryan will have changed Best Game Ever to reveal its actual nature. Its name and thumbnail will have been changed by then. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we did for the April Fools of last time, too. It was literally labeled at launch something else. But then in post, we yeah, changed, changed it, it to, hey, this was the April Fools episode because a lot of the context of this humor and comedy is because it was supposed to be released on this day. Mm -hmm. And so since that no longer is a setting for future proof stuff, it should be labeled so that you can know what it is. But we had to label it at launch with the thumbnail of, hey, this is episode 55. We had to trick hey, them, yeah. Right, so that it feels and looks authentic. genuine yep. and authentic, like you said. Was anything real? <laughs> Was it all a lie, Ryan? So when it comes to doing a deception, the best deceptions, the ones that are the most believable and sound the most natural, are the ones that have actual truths mixed in with it. One step further, once somebody realizes that there was a deception, and in this case it's April Fool's, and I guess you can say this is common for April Fool's things, it is up to the listener to question to themselves how much of what I just heard was actually errant, mm -hmm. how much was legitimately true. So people usually have to make assumptions, and the assumption is, oh, nothing. It was all fake. It was all fake. Nothing was true. 
So I can see why that's a thing. And so that's one of the reasons why we want to do this recap because, hey, we get to actually talk about how many things were errant because some of it wasn't. <laughs> right. Some of it was real. And so I just think it's just fair to us and all you to talk about, hey, what the fun thing that we just had was as well as what was actually genuine because there are some real things here that shouldn't be joked about. And I want to clarify those things. So as if you can't tell, but never hurts to just reiterate the microphone difference that is real. Ooh, we still <laughs> that is have very, we very much have real. two microphones. <laughs> and even since then, I now have my boom arm in front of me, and John has his. So we have taken that next step. So that is very much real. Mm-hmm. Even now, there are two mics in the studio, and we have shock mounts on each. Right now, we are tipping, tapping right on the table. Right now, we're even like pounding on it. You can't even tell. Before it was like. Boom. The last time that we have a mic on the table is for Dahan Insurrection 1. You and Laura have one on a boom arm, but mine is still on the table. Right. And you will be able to tell that even in the opening joke. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to tell. And now, that is a thing of the past, baby. <laughs> and I'm actually kind of glad. I'm wearing upward. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the mics and the acquisition of them, that is very much real. Also, the weekend report, the illnesses, ailments, and negative... The house fire. <laughs> <laughs> all that, that was, was real. unfortunately real. Yeah. John was actually sick. Yes, And yes, all those things, the car accident, the food poisoning, my neighbor's house, all of that was real. And I want to come in here and clarify something really quick here. What was funny was the amount of things that happened to me. That's what was funny because of just how many things over and over and over again. Wow, life just keeps pouring on you sometimes. When it rains, it pours. My neighbor's house catching on fire, that is not a joking matter. No. And I want you all to know that that's not funny. I'm not going to joke about that. If my neighbor was actually harmed or if someone came to harm or something like that was actually damaged, we wouldn't have joked about it. The fact that nobody got harmed is the reason why we can laugh about that. But I just want to clarify, that is not funny. The fire in and of itself and the risk and the actual frightening reality of we could have been damaged. Frankly, it's a miracle everyone was okay. Yeah. I mean, we were that, legitimately very that the fortunate that it was home. 20 degrees yeah. that morning, which means that the fire wouldn't have spread as fast as it would if it was maybe like 50 or 60. The wind was going the other way. That is not funny. That whole ordeal in and of itself. What was funny was the cavalcade of unfortunate events that happened happened to me because it was just ridiculous. Within like 48 hours. Right. That is what we're laughing at. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that really quick. That actually happened. You can ask our patrons. Yeah. Because I've shown them the pictures. We're not making this up. You saw it on the way in today. Oh, yeah. My neighbor's house is charred black right now. That was not made up. That Mm -hmm. actually happened. The only things that were completely errant was the game. Was the best game ever. Was the best game ever. <laughs> was the title. Did the game actually happen? Heck no. No. Didn't even happen. <laughs> we're just like sitting in your living room. <laughs> we literally just sat here and let's construct a game mm-hmm. and how it would have gone. So we had to think of what things happen in a game. We actually looked at our battle reports from notes in past episodes. Yeah. And what is a similar kind of structure that we've noticed that we use even in our own accounts of various games. And we kind of built it off of that. 
We also wanted to take some common errors that some players tend to make when first playing this game, and we wanted to do some of those as well as a few other. We wanted to be errant subtle, things. though, for sure. But we wanted to make sure they weren't blaringly right. obvious. Yeah. So we wanted it to be things where if you're listening and paying attention, you're like, "Hey, wait a minute." But if you're kind of disengaged, maybe you're washing the dishes or something, it might go over your head because those are the ones that are fun mm-hmm. and it's also it's another more fun reason, to go back yeah yeah on why it's genuine mm-hmm. why it sounds genuine i mean because we had a lot of truth and a lot of straight up things that were correct as far as like that's what this car does or right. that's something that's true about this spirit for instance so we made a list of various errant things to put in like oh we gotta have this oh we should do that and oh we gotta do this right and what's funny is once we got our subconsciences to start thinking of errant things to do once the episode had finished we had thought of like so many more i know i was there is a plethora of things that we could have done and so when it comes to doing april fool's content Now you can see that we actually do something every April Fool's. Mm -hmm. You see, last year we did it once because it's our first year. So did we do April Fool's because that's a tradition or because we just felt like doing it that one time? Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. Second time, if we do it another year, maybe we can get away with a bonafide shocking surprise. And clearly we did. (laughs) But now that everyone knows, oh, they're going to do something, now people are going to expect it. Now for future April Fool stuff, it's just going to be silly topics. Mm -hmm. They're going to be genuine in the fact that we're going to be taking them seriously, but it's just going to be about something silly or something about it will be unorthodox or unusual. Point being, when it comes to content that could actually maybe fool somebody, now is the time that we could get away with it slash even make it work. Yeah. So that is why we needed to We went to do all it. out. We had to do it this way. We right. thought, oh, a battle report. And that's why we had to do it. battle report. We had to do it even when we were so ill or right, just like right. so tired. <laughs> we gotta do this. It's like, no, this is we our one to. shot. This is our one chance to do it. Also, one thing that was nice was April Fool's was very close to our normal release days, which was very convenient. That was fortunate. It was very fortunate. And so that's where the idea started for it to be against Russia 6 because what kind of battle report would be one that people might have an interest in? Oh, something, yeah. Something worth Russia warranting. 6 rematch because that was the only adversary that took us out. The only one that we lost to during the adversary series. So it so would like, make sense oh, that we would, would record sense. an episode about it. Yes. So it would make sense that we would interrupt mm-hmm. the schedule because we said someday we're going to get back to that. Russia was the one that got away. So it was a thread that we left hanging a year ago. Oh, <gasps> what a perfect cliffhanger to resume. So there is already a willingness in the listener to believe it's genuine because mm-hmm. I remember they talked about it. And I remember they said they were going to go back at some point. I'm like, oh, we can use that. We can use this. Perfect. So that's where it started Mm -hmm. as far as what to do for content. And we have a lot of other really good April Fool's kind of content later for future years. Oh, I'm excited for our silly episodes. But like I said, as far as actually fooling people, that's one thing versus, okay, it's just going to be a silly topic. Mm -hmm. But silly topic taken genuinely. If that's... Somehow makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So, 
How many of you out there think that you found every single Aaron thing? Because one thing that's fun now is now that we have a April Fool's joke, yes, the shock and awe is gone, but now we have a scavenger hunt. How many things were in there? Because a lot of it was true. A lot of it wasn't. So it's up to you to find the correct and incorrect. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the clues that would have given away that something was up and the red flags that could have slash should have been popping up in your head. Be like, hey, wait a minute. Wait, what? And so if you want to go and try to find them all yourself... Now is the time to stop this recap and listen to Best Game Ever. Because we're about to divulge mm -hmm. all the specifics on how many there were and where they are. So if you want to go ahead and find it, go ahead and resume this later. Go and listen to it because we're about to proceed into spoilers about where they all are. So if you want to do that, that is your official warning and we shall proceed. Here we go. So what were the clues that something was up? First clue was that the episode was released on the wrong day. We're always Saturdays. It's always Saturdays. We release on Saturdays, not Fridays. Also, it being the 1st of April was a big <laughs> clue. April 1st. <laughs> Is there anything tied to that day? Now, I will grant being a international program... One thing that is difficult sometimes is realizing that a content creator is in April Fool's while you yourself aren't. Mm. So, for instance, there are many YouTubers of various channels that I watch where, for me, it was March 31st. And I'm like, what? They're ending their channel? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, wait. It's April 1st over there. Oh. oh. But there's like this, okay, remember, for us in the U.S., we're one of the last peeps in the whole time zone cycle. So, for us, we have to remember it's March 31st, so we're going to see a lot of weird stuff and April 1st. Mm -hmm. For everyone else, remember for you, if you live in one of the nations that's on the front end of that time cycle change, for you, it's going to be April 1st and April 2nd. Right. Because for you, this may have come out on April 2nd, when for us, it was April 1st. And you might not even listen to it on the day it came out. Right, you right. might have listened a couple days yep, later. So I totally understand it. I totally understand it. But it being the 1st of April, or it being the weekend of the 1st of April, sure. should have been a clue. Another thing. We never interrupt a series from part one to part two. Mm. Whenever we do a survey, part one and part two are always back to back. Yeah. Where the first one is the lore, the rules, sure. our own comments. And then the second one is always everybody else's comments. And that episode always comes after the first. Mm -hmm. This time, we actually broke it up. There was something else that came in between Blitz 1 and Blitz 2. Oh. And that never happened. So that also should have been a red flag. Nice. Next one, battle reports? We have never devoted an entire episode. An entire episodes. Yes, we talk about our report. We talk about our games during right. recaps right. and stuff, but never an entire episode right. just about a game. Right. And like we said, we targeted Russia Six specifically because we thought you would have believed that one. Right. If we didn't like Habsburg Four, who right. would care? <laughs> but the thing is, is we don't do battle reports exclusively. We lump battle reports in when they are relevant to the particular topic at hand. Correct. We've never done exclusively. Exclusively one. So the fact that we were doing one should have been a clue. Also, random boards. <laughs> we don't do random boards. <laughs> always I never do random boards. I always pick C board. <laughs> <I> always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I will grant this one probably has the capacity to be a genuine thing in the future, but we have literally stated, and recently, that that is not something that we do. We usually pick our boards, but the event deck is unedited. Mm. That is like the balance that we usually have. That's just how we play, but I will grant in the future, we will probably progress to a random board. But point being, we don't pick random boards. Usually that would have been a red flag. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, we almost break character and do so at least three times. So I'm confused that Many this times. wasn't a bigger clue. When we were <laughs> That's a big one. openly laughing, right. near the end especially. Why are people giggling? <laughs> Why are people laughing? It was so hard sometimes. It was so great. You cut out. We laughed a lot more. We did. Yeah. And that's the thing. Remember, I left that in. Yeah. I left that in on purpose so that that could be a clue. In editing, I couldn't cut that all out. There was one time where we kept saying difficulty 11 almost like yeah Russia difficulty 11 Russia difficulty it was like it was so funny I'm like Like this, like right here. My chair is completely squeaking. Yes. I just took a drink from my snap while right. we were laughing off, you know, off rhythm. That is something I would have cut. There you Even go. Even now, when I'm editing this bit, I would have cut it. But just to make this point, I'm going to leave it in. Point being, how easy it is for me to cut that stuff out, but I left it in to be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Also, last thing, it's at the end, of course, but... John says my line, and I say John's. I was offended this wasn't caught, because this is a big deal to me. (laughs) Because... This is my identity. Because when you said... Flippity flip. And I said, peace out. We don't do that. We don't do that. (laughs) I say flippity flip. And and I say peace out. (laughs) I just spit everywhere. (laughs) I don't care if you all have peaceful lives. That's John's concern. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be in peace. (laughs) I'll just chuck you like a flapjack. (laughs) (laughs) That is a flippity flip. (laughs) No, I'm kidding for that. But like I said, just yet another red flag. Just, hey, wait a minute. Isn't that what you say? And if you haven't had it established yet in your head that we have now gotten ourselves into a repetitious behavioral rut of a specific ending line. Mine is, I'll catch you on the flippity flip, and John's is actually... Peace out. But when you say rut, that sounds so bad. (laughs) It's just a fun Closing remark? It's like a signature at the bottom of the page. Right, there it is. It's just like a signature outro, that's all. So, let's go ahead and talk about the actual errors. Some of these were caught, so kudos to you. Mm-hmm. It was funny when people would... Whoops, you guys might have made a mistake there. <laughs> oh, we oh, know. Trust me, the smiles on our faces every time that somebody... Thought they caught us. And they're like, hey guys, hey. And, you know, it was so funny to see how some people's tone was like helpful. Hey, probably a mistake, we all do it. Some people were like accusatory, <laughs> but like in a, you know, sure. good way. It was just funny. It we was were funny. Like, when we recorded, we're like, what are people going to say? Mm-hmm. What are people going to do? This is so much fun to yeah. see how everyone handled this it was great so the first one that should have again more red flags rematch as downpour and fractured Fractured. what are you talking about downpour who did we play as originally ryan it was fangs and many minds and many minds if we were doing a true rematch (laughs) we would have brought back the actual spirits we played it's not a rematch it's (laughs) different people that doesn't make sense that literally doesn't make sense it's not a rematch It's not a rematch. Yes, I know we're <laughs> playing the game again, but not with the same... Right. It has to be with the same spirits in my mind. Well, we even said we want to do this exact thing again. This exact setup. It's not setup. a rematch yes. if it's different people. Oh, no, that makes no sense. Second one. 
A lot of people caught this one. Elemental Boon cannot stack elements. A uh, common error. I see a ton. That is a common one. We specifically targeted this one because yes. this is the Achilles heel for many <laughs> beginner players. <laughs> Were we playing with fire? Yes. Are we having fun? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is perfect for I me. I love this <laughs> next one. So, me, I kept <laughs> switching boards between D board and C board. John I started on C. to D board, then back to C. And then, I, yeah, I I started on Seaboard. And we clearly said Seaboard. We clearly said Sea, and I talked about how much I like Seaboard, and then we talked about the Explorer. We had wetlands, wetlands, coastal lands, which sucked for me. I'm on B-board. Sucked for you. I was on... I was on D-board with two coastal (laughs) wetlands, right? How the heck did you get to (laughs) D-board? How does that happen? We weren't playing with an extra board. It was my starting board. And then at the end of the game... we go back to Ah. (laughs) Sea. John, at least you were on Seaboard. Oh, that's funny. That was great. Yeah. Next one. We had the wrong version of Sea Monsters. This is infamous. The only card that has gotten booted from the game is Sea Monsters and has been replaced by another version of Sea Monsters. And what did we talk about during (laughs) Sea Monsters? We talked about its fear. So here's what's (laughs) It's so great. We actually didn't intend for the second one. The second one was an improv thing, which was hilarious. So, Sea Monsters caps out at 8 fear. Mm-hmm. You cannot get more than 8 fear. And we from said, your beast, right. right, that we had 11 fear, <laughs> which is above the max. So, that should have been a red flag. However, the improv thing, that card allows you to get 2 fear per beast. How many did we have the first time? 7. seven. Second time, 11. How does that work? <laughs> you literally <laughs> cannot get odd number fear with this card. <laughs> you can't. So, we're like, what if we said, okay, the first one has to be under the threshold of eight. Right. The next one has to be over. And we're like, oh, what if it was odd? What if it was another thing? What if it was seven? You can't get seven. You can't get seven from fear from your beast. (laughs) Do the math, folks. That was the fourth thing and fifth, technically. The next one was Guardian Serpents can't be repeated. Now, this is a little tricky. A few people caught it. A few people caught it. A few people caught it. This one can't be repeated by downpour because it's a spirit targeting power. It targets a spirit it can't be repeated which by is downpour. another new player error i see a lot with downpour when they're yes. playing downpour is errant repetitious specificity only land targeting land targeting spirits you can't do that one <laughs> Our seventh one, foundation sink into mud can't kill explorers, even though we just <laughs> said it goes against buildings. That was a brief one, though. You snuck that one <laughs> that in. That was an improv. That yeah. was an improv one. And you that snuck that one, one in. was just said really quick. Yep. But we literally defined the card as only against buildings. And hey, every now and then, you know, it's helpful to wipe out a land, clear the explorers. Clear the explorers you out. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. I liked this one. This one was fun. Next one. So Ryan talked about pulling gift of power. Yes. And I talked about the majors I yes. pulled from yes. Gift of Power. You can't do that. You can't get majors with Gift of Power. It is only minors. Even after that, I said I played Sleep and Never Waken right away. Immediately. Immediately. Because of that card. Because of that card. That does not let you play the card that was just acquired. You cannot do that. Another one. You can't do that. You can't do that. Number 10. Number 10. <laughs> we talked about Sky Stretches and how it was making powers fast. Yes. In fact, multiple powers fast. Multiple. Weird. It can't Weird. do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Only one power. We talked about how it made foundations fast. And Gift of Power. And Gift of Power fast. 
It can only do one. It can only do one. <laughs> Another tricky one because people think lightning's boon. Yes. Where it can make two right. things fast. Right, but that's where it differs because it can change a fast to slow right. instead, but only one. Only one. And then it gives you range. But yeah, that right. was another one I didn't see a whole lot of. That one slipped past I'd, people. If somebody caught that one, nobody verbalized it to me. Yep. The 11th one, Russia 6, requires you to get five fear cards to tear two, not four. Now, this was a sneaky one. This is a sneaky you one. You have to almost have Russia memorized for this. Yes, but it is one of the things that we threw in there. Another one I didn't see a lot of verbalization on. I didn't see anyone catch this one. No. Like I said, if someone did, awesome, cool. I'll take your word for but it. But this is another one, like you said, if you're doing the dishes for fear cards, sure, that sounds sure, right. Yeah, 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 something like that. Right. And there are Russia levels that do have that. This is a Russia 6 But not Russia 6. Not Russia 6. Number 12, we said we went for a Don build. (laughs) This one was also thrown in in the moment. That was Ryan being improv and amazing. He's like, oh yeah, that was for our Dahan build. (laughs) We said we went for a Dahan build, even though we directly said we went for a beast build. For 45 minutes, we're talking about all these beast beast, powers, sea monsters, guardian serpents, all these beast powers. It was so great because we had our Dahan build. (laughs) We're using Dahan. Like, wait a second. They never talked about Dahan. On once again, another flag, <laughs> and so for our last final 13th one, we purposefully did the most obvious one at the very end. And this is the most feedback we got from people, yes, on thankfully, this one. thankfully, absolute stasis cannot seal a victory or a defeat. It says it on the it card, it says <laughs> it right there on the card if you hadn't caught any of these we were hoping that this by one. this time you wow, better know wow, something's wrong wow, wow. hopefully the alarms are going <laughs> after off. all of these things after all of these clues hopefully by now something has like hey wait a minute what is going on obviously if you are new to the game or unfamiliar with it don't sweat it it's okay because it's okay because if you're new to the game you're probably not playing fractured don't worry about it this one was for the vest okay so you can't do that it literally says it <laughs> on, on the, card. the card cannot do that literally. you cannot check victory status nope <laughs> so thank you so much for laughing with us for having fun with us let us know how many you caught if you went back and listened <laughs> yes. and paused score yeah how'd 13 how'd you, how'd you, how'd you do? do score and some people they can be like oh yeah i got all 13 or whatever and we'll just take don't, your word for it no don't lie to us <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun it was, and a, it was blast. a fun surprise to do because we never get to do something about this. And it was weird for me because when I'm editing episodes, I'm usually <laughs> keeping aware in the back of my mind, make sure that we played everything right, make sure that we didn't do anything wrong. And this time I was like, all I care about is the sound. <laughs> I do not care if there's an actual mistake that we actually Good. did. Fine. <laughs> Good. Leave it. Let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> so we just wanted to have a fun little surprise. We didn't even tell our Discord. We told no one. We told nobody. Only John knew. Yeah, that's it. And only I knew. Yeah. And they get to see all the episodes in advance, and they get to listen to all of them weeks in advance. So we thought this is the only time that we could ever provide them with a shock. Hopefully, they're okay with it. They've given us every indication that they totally thought it was fine. Yeah. And so it was funny. Don't worry. We'll go back and... Like you said. Relabel them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. But we had to label it as a certain way to sell the deception. No. Best Game Ever was not 
episode 55. Nope. It looked like episode 55 because in the moment we had to sell it. Yeah. But that was what we had to say about it. It was so worth it, ever. though. It was so worth it. I'm so proud of us. That was just <laughs> so great. And John and I were just texting each other back and forth every time. Because we were getting feedback. Yep. Either just to you or to I'm me or to the Discord. If one of you, if any of you said something to our page, to me, to John, it was reported to the other host. Like, <laughs> LOL, look at this guy. LOL, look at this dude. It's <laughs> like, yes. And we're not mocking you. It's oh, just no. when you do a funny, a silly, a joke, you want it to fool as many people as possible. Of course. And it's just like a yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like a snowball going down a mountainside. Like, yes, there's another one. Oh, we got another one. <laughs> it's, <Yes>! working. <laughs> it's, it's working. It's working. <laughs> so... On one hand, I am so sorry. On the other hand... All in good fun. All in good fun. Come on. Yeah. It was just such a great time. And so now you can expect these kind of things, I'm sure. But I'm so glad we did it. And oh, that was great. That was great. So Great times. That is why, also, if you listen to the after credits scene for Best Game Ever, we say, see you next year. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, we're not going to be ending the show and coming back in a year. No, we're talking about silly stuff. Yeah. We'll see you in a year. So, anyway, we're going to go back through this time machine back to our original time. So, why don't we just go ahead. All right, let's get out of here. Let's just go on. and just leave the mics right there. (laughs) Where is this in the present? What are we doing? What time am I? I guess they'll figure that out. We'll catch you all on the (laughs) Flippity Flip.